Hi, my good friends. Welcome to my podcast, Proclaiming Freedom. My name is Sadie Anderson. I'm so glad you're here. It's another great day to give glory to God, so that's what we're going to do. If you want to find more episodes or other resources on the topics I discuss, head over to my website, proclaiming-freedom.com. Okay, let's jump into it. Lord showed me some new things. He's always working, always speaking, if you're willing to listen. And this message today is something that I wrote a few years ago, and the Lord reminded me about it, and so I just used that material, built off of it, and that's what I'll be sharing today. But before I get into that content of it, I want to share kind of the story of how the Lord brought it to my attention and kind of pointed me in a direction to see what he wanted to reveal to me in Genesis. So as I was on a mission trip, I knew that later in the week at this location we were going to serve, I would be speaking at church. So in preparation, I prayed Asked the Lord to give me something to speak on. What should I focus on? What does he want to say at this time to all of us in our group and also the group that we were going to serve? And so we arrive in country and we're driving to the location. Traffic in this country is mostly chaos, especially if you're coming from more of a Western world background. So it is entertaining, I think, to watch how all of this chaos takes place, and yet it mostly works out for everybody. So I'm just looking around, watching everything as it's going by, and I see in front of us there is a van, and the model name of this van is Noah. And that caught my attention because that's kind of a weird name to see outside of anything biblical. Um, it was also brand new and shiny, and that was not common in this, re- in this region. So I took notice of it, didn't really think much of it, though. Um, we're continuing on as we're driving, and a few minutes later, the same van shows up right in front of us again. So caught my eye. I tell the Lord, if you're trying to get my attention, you have it. Not really sure if this is from you or not, but I'm paying attention. So we continue driving, just trying to be aware of anything the Lord might be pointing out to me. And again, for a third time, this van shows up in front of us. And we're in a massive city, chaotic traffic, if you were trying to follow somebody, it it would be extremely difficult. And like the moment you would lose sight of that person you're trying to follow, that vehicle you're trying to follow, that would be game over. Like it's very hard in all of this moving traffic and not a lot of 
structure in the way of how the traffic is moving. So the fact this comes back a third time right in front of us, I'm like, all right, Lord, I get it. I'll read Noah when we get to our location, his story in the Bible. Just show me what you want me to know. So this message came out of that trip and what the Lord revealed to me in the Noah story in Genesis 6. So Genesis 6, 8, this is kind of just an introduction of Noah before we get into the story that most people are familiar with. But Genesis 6, 8 says, But Noah found favor with the Lord. And that caught my eye because favor is a good thing to want to have from the Lord, to want to seek and pursue from the Lord. And the fact that the scripture says that Noah found favor, it means that there had to be some sort of participation and involvement from Noah in order to find that. It doesn't really go into detail to say, oh, Noah had favor from the Lord since he was born, or Noah stumbled upon favor from the Lord. He, he found it. And that's what many of the different translations say, the same wording. So, so I feel confident in saying that there's some sort of participation or action that had to take place. And what favor is defined as, from what I looked up, uh, it says something done or granted out of goodwill rather than from justice. A state of being approved or held in regard excessive kindness, or unfair partiality. The Hebrew word um, is often translated as either favor or grace. One way that I would describe having favor with God would be that it means he can trust you. He can trust you with his plans, with his ideas, whatever it may be. After reading this verse that the Lord highlighted, my next thought is, okay, well, how do we find favor with the Lord? Is there any direction in that other than searching through these broad concepts and these repeated instructions from God throughout the Bible? And luckily, the next verse explains how we find favor with God, I believe. So it's Genesis 6-9. And it says, and he, Noah, walked in close fellowship with God. Other translations say, Noah pleased God. Noah habitually walked with God. Noah lived right and obeyed God. So we can gain a lot from, I believe, what that, what that verse describes. If we think about walking with the Lord habitually on a daily basis, that is relationship. If we're doing that with a friend, we take turns speaking and listening. We show interest in one another. We ask questions. We eventually get to know one another's past, and we would get to know one another's dreams and hopes for the future. It's the same thing in relationship with the Lord think sometimes people get caught up trying to 
overthink that or over routine it into this formula and that's not really what the Lord is asking for or desiring with us. And we should also notice what this verse doesn't say. It doesn't say that Noah talked with God on his commute to work or he put on worship music while he cleaned the house. It doesn't say that he solely multitasks his time with God. To walk in fellowship with God implies that your full attention is given to being with God, to relating to God in that communion and relational interaction. And what I'm not saying is that we shouldn't seek the presence of God in every moment throughout the day, that we shouldn't still be able to pray while we're at work or on the way to work or whatever it is. All I'm trying to emphasize is how meaningful it is to set aside time where you are able to give your full attention to God. You're not distracted and you're not being busy with anything else. Our attention is probably one of the most valuable assets we have this side of heaven. So I'm just going to leave it at that. God wants us to meet him in relationship, and it really is that simple. We have to put in effort to slow down with the pace that our world works now to be able to walk with God, to be able to really get into thoughts and feelings and dreams and and the things that the Lord's put in our heart to be able to have those conversations with Him. And more importantly, we can hear from God about His. What, what makes the Lord's heart burn with passion? What, what are the de- desires that He has for your family or your city or your state? What are the dreams that He has for your lifetime and beyond your lifetime because each of us are called to play a role in his kingdom coming to earth his kingdom being seen and all glory being given to him the more time spent in his presence the more like him we become in our thoughts and actions the more time we spend seeking to know his heart the more our desires come into alignment with his And I think that many people might feel ashamed that this walking with God, this spending time with God, it might start out as a task and it might feel like a chore or a drag in your feet. But any task requires time and repetitive action to become a habit. And that's okay with this. We don't have to be overly harsh with ourselves in the beginning, in the forming of this habit. Because we also have to learn how to acclimate ourselves to just being and not doing. Don't be discouraged by the process of knowing God and getting into a relationship with Him. That is truly 
what he desires most, what drove his whole plan to bring redemption so that he can spend time in relationship with us and be near to us and eventually spend eternity with us. Okay, back to Noah for a little bit more. Noah had built a relationship with God before he ever began building the ark. Noah looked for God every day, listening to hear from God. And given the fact that the scripture says he found favor, I believe we can surmise that Noah was obedient to the little things that God asked. Before the flood, Noah was already over 300 years old. That's a long time to be on earth, and that's a long time to be fellowshipping with God and being obedient. Now, I believe, personally, that God knew he could trust Noah with this big idea. I believe God knew that Noah would listen to him when he told him to build a giant boat. I believe God knew that Noah would trust his plan because Noah had proven he would step out in faith time and time again. Now, here's a shameless sports analogy. Faith is spiritual strength. So the way I think of it is building faith is the same as building physical strength. Working toward a big strength goal takes consistency and a practice of pushing yourself beyond your limit in measured ways. You don't get stronger by lifting weight that you can already lift. You get stronger by progressively lifting heavier weight, gauging where your strength is at, and repeatedly lifting a weight that is just barely within your limit or maybe barely outside your limit. Faith is the same, and God is the coach with the process. You don't get asked to build an ark after a few months of following Christ or a few years of going to church every Sunday. And again, I'm not belittling the zeal of new followers. I'm not belittling going to church. What I do mean is that you work on being consistent in the various areas that require faith. The areas that the Lord's highlighting to you and the ways that he's asking you to step out. God levels you up, and now you're being challenged to flex your faith at a weight you don't think you can lift. Now repeat that. Now level up again. Now use that big faith that you have in one area of your life and move it into a brand new area of your life, because now that is the main focus. Faith is living like you know who God is. And if you're willing, God will bring you out past your limit emphasis on your. He'll bring you out past your limit of faith for the rest of your life. And that's where the art comes in. That's when the crazy, no one else believes me, people make fun of me kind of ask comes from God. The Lord has put a desire in each of us in our heart that is in alignment with his heart. We were an inspiration before we were created. And you want to build that impossible thing with God. 
You might not know exactly what it is, but I believe that there's an awareness that that there's got to be something more, that the Lord has a purpose and it is inside you and he will reveal that to you. Are you willing to take all the baby steps necessary to be able to spiritually lift that weight, to be able to build that ark when the Lord comes to you with that? Because he has a perfect process to get you spiritually strong. Will you step beyond your limit the next time he prompts you? Because we see this all the time. Every time they run a story when it's an Olympic year and they do all these little vignettes on the athletes, you get to hear about how many times they showed up to work on their craft and from what age they started at and all the things that they sacrificed in order to do that. It's the same with building our faith. Nobody sees all these little times that you're stepping out beyond your limit and to you it's a big deal and you can you can tell that the Lord is pushing you and then you're obedient no one's really going to be watching all those times that is the fellowship with the Lord and the relationship with the Lord where you know that he asked you to do something you responded to it and now we level up and now we move forward. People like to look at the Olympic gold medal or people like to look at the arc because it's something they can see and it's something that they can apply value to to be able to say, whoa, that's a really great athlete or that person has a ton of faith. Look at that arc. But we have to be willing to walk with God every day, to fellowship with him, to truly value the things that he shares with us, the things that he reveals to us, and to truly value that our time and our attention is such a precious thing to our Father, to our Creator. So Lord, I just lift up Everyone listening to this podcast, I thank you that that you love to reveal things to us in your word and that there will never be an end to everything that we can learn and grasp from this whole story that you've laid out for us to know you. And to find ourselves and our identity in you as we read and study and enjoy fellowshipping with you. Lord, I just pray that each person listening would have the courage to step out in faith that next time that you prompt them. No matter how impossible it might seem from a worldly point of view that you would remind them of all the steps they've taken before in faith, that they would grasp 
the amount of strength and faith that they already have, that you would never call somebody to do something that they would fail at. So Lord, I just thank you for all these dreams, these massive arcs that you want to build with each person. And I just pray that you would give them wisdom. Pray that you'd give them joy as they continue to fellowship with you and walk with you. And I just pray that your Holy Spirit would show up in a new way to them this next week and throughout this year. That you would just begin to reveal more of yourself in relationship with them and that they would come to understand the desires they have in their heart to be a mouthpiece for you, to be a builder for you, to be whatever it is that you've gifted and called them to do. So I just pray all these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you.